Snack break. Snack break. Ah. Biscuit. Oh, oh my Cheeto. god. Not Cheeto. Cheez Its. Cheez Its. Cheez Its. Cheez Its. Oh my god. That's legendary. <laughs> oh. I'm having a hell of a week, Tate. It's real bad. I'm feeling pretty good today. Sorry. My, my AC went out last night. Oh. That's, oh, geez. That sucked. <laughs> Got it fixed. Okay, Took a little wait, bit of a hit. Do? Uh, apparently the disconnect box, like, uh, you know, on the outside of the house where it goes to the little unit thing, mm-hmm. there's like a box mm-hmm. and there's like a wire. Yeah. He said that the electricity was like arcing across that mother. Like bad. And apparently really? it's been doing it for a while because every once in a while it would the breaker would kick and I'd have to walk back to the utility room and kick the breaker back so again to get it running. Well, I knew there was, was a, I knew there was a small problem, but I was yeah. doing the thing where you put it off. Yeah. Didn't matter. It didn't make it any worse. It would have cost the same amount regardless yeah. of when I got it done. Okay, we're gonna have to start this bad boy up today. Welcome to snack break. Enjoy the soothing sounds of snack break, the podcast that's recorded in my car. Somewhere in the parking lots of corporate America. Ah! <laughs> advertising! <laughs> God, I hate advertising. Ugh. 91.9. <laughs> so I bit the bullet. And I wonder if there's people out there who are like trying to like figure out our location based on all the like subtle hints that we've been giving on the show. Like, do you know, like, um, oh, who was the uh, a new musician? Um, the guy's name was Sean something. Connery? No, it's he's uh, Sean Mendez. Okay. He's like a famous musician, I guess. So apparently he was doing vlogs on YouTube for a while and fans like figured out where he lived based on like the most bizarre like somebody did a Reddit post about it. It was like a reflection in the pond in like and like and like people would like what? dissect his videos and use Google Maps and like triangulated his location and figured out where he lived within an exa block rate rate radius mm-hmm. and then like drove around and waited to see if they could see like him coming out of his house or like identify his vehicles or something. It was nuts. Whoa. And then like several fans showed up like at his house because of that and he had to get a s- armed security guard. Well, because we have so many fans. Yes. I it's think getting the, outrageous. I think the, frankly, I think the chances are high. Oh, speaking of fans, Tate, hmm. we got our first voicemail. Yeah? Yeah. Can we play it on the show? I could play it right now. There you go. And yes, we have tried to turn it off and turn it back on again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I can't do that. It's not going to work. I'd have to do a separate segment. What do you mean? So the way it works on here is I'd have to stop recording this. Then we'd have to start recording again where I said, there you have it. You see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Should so we do that? Of, yeah, sure. Do you want to do yeah, a perfect? Sure. Okay. My name is John from Minnesota, and uh, I would like to know if you have tried uh, turning off and back on again. Thanks. All right, there. We, I got it. You heard it, I think. Yeah. If you didn't hear it, it's because I'm bad at apps. So... That's a great question. It is really is it is our Paleolithic hard, ancestors asked themselves that question, you know, like when they were like attaching the rock to the to the stick to make a spearhead. Sure, and or an axe. Like, yeah, or an axe. Or a pickaxe. And they were trying to wrap that twine that they had. Or a hoe. Yeah, hose as well. Hoes were. I love hoes. Very important. Boats and hoes. <laughs> 
It's what? A, it's, it's, those are important uh, yeah. benchmarks of the uh, the Absolutely. of the the industrial revolution. So when like they, their tools wouldn't work, uh, you know, Grok over there would ask him, "Hey, have you tried turning it off again, off and on again?" And then they were like, "Well, I didn't think of that." I don't think. He, I don't, no. And they never tried it. I don't think he would have said that. They never tried it. But that's how fire got invented. Is they turned it off and they turned it back on and then there was fire and they couldn't turn it back off. That is a really deep philosophical question because if you think about it, like, <laughs> we turn ourselves off and then back on again every night. What? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Everything can be made better by turning it off and turning it back on again. It's like when you get in a fight with your wife. Okay? Oh, yeah. She's in the mood. Right? Wait, what are we talking you about? You say something stupid. Okay. She gets turned off. <laughs> but then it's even better when you turn her back on again. Well, and during the fight, during the fight, it's escalating. It's going up. It's going up. Like, flames are everywhere. You're like, hey, we should turn this off Ow. and come back later and turn it back on again. And then we'll fight later. And then usually the later is much more peaceful. Sure. Or sometimes I quit my job. And then you get and another I, one. And then I get another one. That's like turning it off. Turning your career off and then back on again. <laughs> a little hard reset, if you will. It's very helpful. Sure. <laughs> I'd say 90% of all problems in life can be solved by turning it off and turning it back on again. This is true. I like this guy. He's the rebel Stick, today. Sticking it to the man. Why? Sticking it this to the is, man. This is some sort of, like, you know how there's, like, the Bermuda Triangle... And then there's, like, different... You know what I'm talking about? Like, these different, like, geolocations on the Earth that have supernatural properties yeah. tied to them. Yeah. This parking lot is one of those. Because this is the most bizarre amount of people parking backwards in the spot. This guy started it. Somebody probably was parked there next to him. The, the reverse direction. But still... But this guy swooped in and was like, I don't oh, care, hell no. I don't care how many people are parked backwards in a spot. I'm just going to whip my... I'm going to whip it right in. And what's the benefit? What's the benefit? speed out of here i guess is it really worth it to take that much time to back into the spot just so you can save that same amount of time like you're just trading oh have you heard of um this is random i would say it takes longer to back into the spot only to think that you're saving time pulling out later forwards than it would be to just pull into the spot and back out normally yeah yeah probably i would contend that i don't know what fallacy that is let's there you go with the fallacies again (laughs) So I, I signed up for Jordan Peterson's self-authoring program. Really? What was that? Tell us about it. It was $30 for two, like, courses. One for me, one for Molly. We're going to try it. So it's, like, kind of like a, I mean, self-descriptive. Alt-right, you, you, self, you know, you like, racist, bigoted yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Totally. hmm <laughs> No, it is a program where you, like... Journal about your past, journal about your present, journal about your future. And they ask you all these questions, and then they record it up there, and then they kind of, like, analyze it. Anyway, the it's been done with psychological studies in his university, not Toronto, but another one. And it when people go through the program at the school, the dropout rate went from 25% to zero for these people that took the course. Also, their grades went up 15%. Whoa. Just from knowing thyself. Kinda. Just from... Kinda. Delving deep into the psychological truths. Yeah, so it's kind of like asking you questions about what you want to do with your life and... 
you journal it. But it has less to do with the, the questions in the program and has more to do with the fact that you're writing it down, apparently. He would say this, which I don't know if I agree with this, but I'm, he's smarter than me. He would say that if you recollect a past event, so let's say picking flowers as a four-year-old, picking weeds as a four-year-old and calling them flowers and handing them to your mom, and she's like, oh, this is great. And so if you remember that and you're like, oh, that's a ton of joy. Or on the converse, if you remember something really painful and you still have emotions today about it, it's because you haven't like analyzed it and come to terms with whatever it was. Like the causation, the causal impact of it. So if it's like, man, I lost my previous job and that still makes you angry because your boss was a dick or something like that. And you didn't, like, analyze it. You're like, well, I probably shouldn't have, I don't know, not showed up for work for two days in a row or whatever. If you haven't analyzed it and you still have angry feelings about it, then... Like, you've just, uh, like, you, you've, you've avoided it. Yeah, it's avoidance. And you've, like, tried to bury it. And then it has, it has undesired effects on your current present situation in your psyche because you didn't know it. It's like the repressed, repressed, that's what they call it, right? Repressed feelings or whatever. Yeah. I totally believe that, actually. I went to therapy a number of years ago over something as silly as a relationship with a girl. That yeah, had it happened really like ten episodes ago. Screwed me up. the therapy episode. <laughs> <laughs> and got me sideways in life. And it was very helpful, hmm. just talking through it. But actually, that therapist was the bomb, because he actually, like, told me what to do. He gave me, like... He gave me action steps, Tate. He didn't, mm-hmm. We didn't just talk. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all about my feelings. It was about my feelings. And he was like, here's what you need to do. And then I did the things, and it worked, and I was, and it made me better. Yeah, yeah. Good for that guy. Shout out Glenn, <laughs> wherever you are. If you're you glorious man, if you're listening, oh, he's listening. What a sure. great therapist. You really nailed that therapist <laughs> thing on the head. I hear I have a lot of friends that go to therapy, and they're like, yeah, it's you know, it's crap. It sucks. Been, it, it doesn't sucks. work. It's terrible. See, Tay hates it, but Glenn, you, you're a champion amongst men. You are the one good therapist that exists. You and Jordan Peterson, you should have a show together called Glenn and Jordan. <laughs> Wild Adventure, Crazy Times, 5,000. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing today, man. I got these, like, this this gallstone potential thing. Maybe it's my liver. Maybe I have liver cancer. Who knows? I mean, God God forbid. hope I don't. But I got an appointment all set up. But I got that. And then in 48 hours, my refrigerator and my AC unit both died. Like, what on earth? And then I started getting paranoid about it because I was like... That's like I started drawing false false causalities. I was like, oh my god, something must be wrong with my electrical system. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, that. What are the chances? No, it's probably because like God's angry at you. <laughs> I was gonna ask you this though. <laughs> well, of course he's angry or at me. Satan's out to get you. Either way, <laughs> you can have your pick of avoidance technique. You are the biggest. either Satan's after me because I'm so holy. No, you are the biggest. You are the biggest threat that Satan has. Yes, and he, yes. He personally because I am holy. He's personally coming against you. Or out of all the people he could have chose, or I'm the worst Christian ever, and God hates me and he wants to smite me because I have bad theology and I don't understand how God works. You are the worst person I'm, I've ever I'm, met. I'm so bad. <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to ask you, though. Do you believe the theory that, like, bad things come in, like, Murphy's chunks? Law? I don't think it's Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law is just, like, bad things happen all... Like, basically, Murphy's Law is what I felt... Like, everything's bad. Yeah. Right? What I thought I discovered mm-hmm. yesterday, but it was Or the other day, but it wasn't. Yeah. No, I'm saying, like, do you believe that, like, if your washing machine breaks, whatever, you better be on the freaking lookout because something else is going down? You know what I mean? Like, rule of threes type stuff? No, that, Like, it comes in uh... waves? 
Oh, is that a thing? That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> the look you get on your face every time I say something like this, and you and you like start to your brain starts to try to calculate which fallacy it is. You get the joy of a school child it's on a your face. It's a cognitive bias for sure. It's definitely. It's not a. Fallacy. Is it a cognitive bias? Definitely. It's it's a not. I a, feel like it's real. No, you're it's, just saying I'm not remembering the times and only on. one thing broke. Hold on, let me find it. I'm basically dismissing the times and only one thing broke. That's what I was thinking. I'm dismissing the times and only one thing broke, and I'm only remembering the times and multiple things broke. Well, er, has, er, er, therefore, no, 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 creating false equivalency. That's close, but it also like has to do with the fact that you're you're gambling with statistics. You're like, okay, if this bad thing happened, then statistically, there's got to be another bad thing happening or whatever or like it, it's definitely a what if you only think law. about it after the fact what if you don't consider it while it's happening but then after the fact you're like dang that was weird that i got started having chest pains and my refrigerator died and my ac unit died all in the same three-day period what is that what is that there's we're, a bomb we're at a gas station <laughs> which is probably worse i think there's a gas station nearby though i should be okay one of these days we'll have to drive. One of these days I'm gonna have you hold the mic and we're gonna and we're gonna take a ride. Ooh, it's gonna be like the riding snack break. To Sonic? Shh, I mean that's our competitor! <laughs> dang it. Damn it. <laughs> They're gonna triangulate us, man! Okay, so here's here's one that may be related. It's not exactly what you're experiencing. It's called a normalcy bias. It's basically like in this in the uh, I read about this the other day and discussed it with who? I think it was Quentin. Anyway, so like if in a tornado warning situation, if let's say you're huddled up in underneath the uh, stairwell or whatever, in the bathroom with mattresses, all that okay. stuff like that, your brain will be like, eh, a tornado's never really hit here before, so it's probably not going to hit this time. You're like the opposite. Whatever the opposite of, of that is, is what's going on. No, I mean... I'm yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm admitting that I'm a super negative person, and I always think like I think it's I'm always fault. paranoid that everything's gonna go wrong. What I'm saying is the, the, the I'm talking about specifically the frequency at which the things occur. Like, if I go through a long stretch of no bad things happening, is it wrong to think some bad things are coming, and not just one bad thing, several bad things? It's just a Murphy's law. I think that's been. It's like no, a Murphy's I, law is just anything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's what you're saying. Like once something's gone. Yeah, I think it's... Mm. You're going to have to research this further, too. Okay, I'll get back to you. You're not uh, You're not doing it for me. Sorry. Right now. Sorry! You're off your A-game today. <laughs> well, what else you got? I don't have much, man. I'm just, like I said, I'm having a tough week, honestly. Mm. But I'm getting through it. We're making it. Oh, see, also, pessimism. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing's going on over here. My parents are coming into town, and that is the good old town of Oregon. Trail. Oregon Trail, Oregon. Oregon Trail, Oregon. Everyone knows about that. And, uh... Headquarters of, uh... So we're gonna hang out, we're gonna cook, we're gonna... I mowed my lawn yesterday with my real lawnmower, and was thinking the whole time if it was actually worth it or not. Because I was trying to evaluate, <laughs> okay, where, what am I biased on? <laughs> Did you come to a conclusion? Well, so I compared my lawn to the guy next door who mowed his lawn at the exact same time. And while his is more, like, even, today mine looks better. And the reason why mine he looks He mulched, better, though. If he had bagged, his would look just as good. But I didn't... But I didn't bag. Oh. Mine shoots out everywhere anyway. So, like, his definitely looks like there's, like, brown stuff all over the yard. Mine, like, I guess evenly disperses all the grass clippings everywhere. And so mine looks way greener today. It also looks like I can see my lines still. 
my wheel lines and it looks really nice. Ooh. Uh, but like while I was mowing, there was some parts and I think it's because it had just rained. There were some parts that like didn't get clipped because they had like seed, seed ends on it. I don't know. They just got pushed over rather than clipped. Maybe you need to sharpen your blades. It's guaranteed to stay sharp for five years. Wow. That's so a thought, lot of years. I, then I thought this, maybe it is getting dull. And so I'm going to go call the company and get a refund or get another one and just be that guy that just keeps getting the one because they guaranteed it stayed sharp for five years. I mean, they did guarantee it. Now it's a question of whether they make good on their on their deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in on the Friday show. It's always a nice, lazy Friday. We'll be back Tuesday with another episode. We're expecting a 70% chance of rain. Oh, it's going to be a nice nice evening tomorrow night. Followed by some... Lows in the, lows in the 60s. Hardly <laughs> cloudy. Partly sunny. With a chance of meatballs. I love that movie. The snowball scene is my favorite. Man, I got to piece this show together today. What have you done? Why you got to play that thing? Hmm? I got work to do, Tate. Now I got to do actual work. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. It's Snack Break. Uh, you can help us out if you like the show, if it brings you some sort of pleasure in life. Whether that be laughing at us, making fun of us, uh, or if for some bizarre reason uh, you actually truly enjoy the show. Feel free to drop by the iTunes and drop us a rating. Uh, that would be that would be fantastic. And uh, just like uh, John from Minnesota, hope I got that right because I can't pull it up and look at it. Uh, you can also leave a voice message for the show on Anchor.fm/snackbreakwithdanandtay. Snackbreak, Dan and Tate.